she turned to me and she said, we're done. And I knew we were done. And my desire to commit suicide, you know, reared its ugly head because I didn't see any future now. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Lay. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There was no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Lay. Hi, this is Evangelist Don Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show. We're going to talk to real people who had real problems but found answers in a real God. Recently, we've been talking about transgender issues and we're asking the question, are some males really females and some females really males as they say? Because there's a transgender movement that believes this concept is true where they say that people are born literally in the wrong body. But then others are wondering if that's not true. Now, in our last show, we had Deanna Miller, who's a former transgender, and she described to us how she grew up with a lot of anger issues that were mysterious. But as she grew up, she also discovered she had attractions for other females rather than males. And she saw other males as more like peers to have fun with. As she got older, she heard about transsexuals, and she immediately identified herself as one and felt like she understood her life and desires much more. She told us about how her relationship with a girl started and how she lived her life trying to become a male. And at that time, nothing was available for her to do this. So she lived her life dressing like a male and acting like one. Today, you will hear about what happened with her relationship and how all of this changed. Deanna, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. Ah, Deanna, of course. Now, you're teaching us so much about the struggles you had when you were younger, and I'm curious how things changed for you. So tell me. Here you are, a full-blown relationship with this girl, and I understand something happened that killed the whole thing. What happened? Well, everything was going well. The problem was my girlfriend really wanted a family, and obviously that wasn't going to happen very easily for us. Right. And with all the resistance I was getting from the medical community, that was adding stress to our relationship. So she eventually was like, I can't do this. She actually used the words, you're not what I want anymore. And picked up and moved back to where her family was. But neither one of us were really committed to a breakup. We still saw each other one to two weekends a month. And we'd actually been doing that for about a year. And we met in Kansas City for a weekend. And we went to a church service on a Sunday And I don't know what happened to her in that service, but she turned to me and she said, we're done. And I knew we were done. There wasn't going to be any more weekends or, you know, we were done. Something happened in her. So we had one of our true storms in Missouri and I had to drive what normally would be a four-hour drive from Kansas City to St. Louis, but... The roads were slick and it was terrible and my desire to commit suicide, you know, reared its ugly head because I didn't see any future now. You know, that was more from the breakup probably than anything, but there was something that just kept me going and kept me going until I got home. And because things had gotten so rocky with her, I had thought maybe if I went to church, I could keep our relationship together. Mm, So you really loved her. I understand you were an atheist before, but in this relationship, 
I understand you started to become more open to there being a God of some sort, and you became agnostic. But going to church wasn't really your choice. It was just to keep the breakup from happening, right? But something else happened. Is that correct? It was definitely for her. (laughs) I didn't expect to get anything out of it. You know, I just thought I'd go, you know, sit on the pew, tell her I'd been there, you know, and can't say I got anything out of my first couple times to church, you know, but I did fill out a card and <laughs> there was a guy at the church that called me and said, hey, do you want to come join our small group where we really discuss the Bible and stuff? And him and I forged a phone relationship. I never went to the small group. We just talked on the phone. Well, whenever he called me. And he started, you know, telling me about Jesus and how much he loved me. And every conversation he would end with, are you ready to accept Jesus? And I'd say, you know what, Mark, not tonight. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's how I ended every call with him. But that night when I got back to St. Louis, I called him and he's like, well, why don't you come over to my apartment and, you know, tell me what's going on? Because obviously I was very emotionally upset. So I got to his apartment about 1030 on a Sunday night and told him my woes. And he looked at me and he said, are you ready to accept Jesus? And I sat back in the chair I was in and I did that inventory. My life's going nowhere. I've tried everything I can think of. This guy's persistent that I accept this Jesus, who to me was really still just a character in a book. So after a couple of minutes, I just looked up at him and just said, okay, why not? So he prayed with me, and I have never experienced a peace like that in my entire life. All my anxieties calmed. Everything that was just going around me, the whirlwind just settled. And somehow or another, I just knew everything was going to be okay. Don't know how I knew that. I just knew for the first time in my life everything was going to be okay. Wow, that is amazing. It sounds like it was a surprise for you. This simple act of praying and accepting Jesus was quite an amazing experience. But it's not like you just changed overnight and suddenly tried to be straight. I understand there was a real transformation through your faith in Christ. Tell us how all of that happened. Yeah, so I shared with Mark before I even left his apartment what was going on with me. I said, you know, I was really born a woman and I've been living as a man for the last five to six years. And he went over to a bookshelf and he grabbed a Bible and he said, I can't tell you what to do. You need to pray and ask God what you should do. And considering all the difficulties that anybody that are ex-LGBT were having in the church at that time, it's absolutely amazing that that's how he treated me. You know, and he didn't give his two cents. He was compassionate and just said, you go figure out what God wants you to do. And, you know, I kind of laugh because I'm like, I've never prayed in my life. And you want me to go pray and ask God what I should do. (laughs) So three days later, I'm sitting in an office by myself at work. And I just say, God, do you want me to go back to being a woman? And I heard a yes. And I stood up off the chair I was in, and I walked down to my boss's office and said, I have to resign my job. Because in my mind, that was the easiest way to, you know, detransition, you know, to get my name changed back, give my hair time to grow out and go buy a new wardrobe. You know, that was all I knew to do for myself. So that began the walk to detransition. And fortunately, my boss didn't accept my resignation because that paycheck was nice. So, Deanna, it sounds like you became happier or more fulfilled than ever compared to your pursuit of transgenderism. 
But right now, Deanna, there's someone who's going to not like what you're saying. And maybe there's someone listening right now who has same-sex attraction and identifies as a transgender. What would you say to that person now after you've experienced the transformation that you have gone through? You know, the thing that I always say is your feelings are going to lie to you. They're going to deceive you. And if you live your life by how you're feeling, you know, let's face it, I don't have those feelings anymore. But if I get led by my feelings, they're usually going to take me somewhere I don't want to go. Or shouldn't be, right? Yeah. I mean, I always felt like I didn't believe in God, but I would say God made a mistake. Well, we know he doesn't make mistakes. So if you were born one gender and you want to become the other, I think you need to just be quiet before God. And I always say, why shouldn't be the question? But in that case, you know, just say, help me understand. Mm, Help me instead of why. Yeah. Help me to understand. Help me, you know, enlighten me. Help me see what I'm not seeing. Because there's so much more to our stories than what we can see. Mm, Your feelings can lie to you. That is powerful. Asking the question, God help me, instead of asking God all the whys. Well, let me ask you point blank. Are you truly happier today living as a woman versus living your life before as a transsexual? There's no comparison to how much happier I am today. Wow. You know, you can say, oh, that's great. And, you know, I never got married. I've never had kids, but I couldn't be happier. I'm content. I can't wait to see what tomorrow brings, (laughs) you know, and that's just not who I was back when I was trying to become a man. You know, a lot of people today might disagree and they would think that your life before would be much better. What is the one thing that you found to be so fulfilling now being a Christian versus being an atheist transgender beforehand? You know, the one thing I've learned is no one understood me, but God understood me. He understood why I did the things I did, you know, because of what happened to me. And his forgiveness is real. He doesn't hold it against me. He loves me. He loved me back then and he loves me right now the same. Deanna, that is powerful. Thank you so much for being on the show with us today and sharing this amazing testimony. Thanks for having me. Hold on. Let's talk more about this right after the break. My friends, this is Evangelist Onlay, and I have a huge heart to study how Jesus is working in people's lives today and how he can change the lives of so many more. Will you partner with me to get this show on another radio station in a different state? Together, we're learning and demonstrating that Jesus is alive and touching lives everywhere. Help us to get out the good news. We're looking for monthly giving partners from $5 a month to $100 a month. Anything helps. You can learn more about this by going to AwakeningTheNations.com. That's AwakeningTheNations.com. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at AwakeningTheNations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's AwakeningTheNations.com or 877-480-4477. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? Well, you heard it. Deanna is happier being a woman today and understands that her dysphoria was a spiritual condition that was cleansed when Jesus came and touched her life. Jesus literally made wayward paths to become straight. 
restored back to the original design for Deanna's life, did you know salvation in Jesus can make things right in your life? It is written in Luke chapter 3, verses 5 through 6. Every valley shall be filled and every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight and the rough ways smooth and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. Sometimes in life, we have these desires and causes in our life that are not bringing fulfillment because it isn't possible to have fulfillment apart from the creator of the universe. But when Jesus, the savior of the world, comes into your heart, he will make the rough mountainous parts of your life to smoothen out and he will take what is crooked and make it straight. This is the process of sanctification that happens when you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And I know someone right now is ready to receive such a salvation. Maybe you're not dealing with the transgenderism stuff that Deanna was dealing with, but there's something that's crooked. There's something that isn't quite right, and you know what it is. Lord Jesus, we come and offer you that part of our lives right now. And Jesus, we receive you. We receive your salvation that you've purchased for us so that we can have real answers. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony, and I know that your life was touched. Did you know we have a Facebook page? Just search for Real Life Radio Show on Facebook and find out more about Real Life Radio guests, schedules, and events. That's Real Life Radio Show. See you next time.